Hello, this is Trisha, and you're listening to Breathe, the podcast. And today, I'm going to try and use music and some other things to enhance this podcast. So I am just thrilled to have you along and uh, in this journey. Today's episode, we're going to talk about two things. Really, um, one will be negative input or criticism or discomfort. And what makes that so loud in our mind as compared to all of the good things that we hear? And secondly, I want to talk to you about some resources for mental health care. And so thank you again for joining me on Breathe the Podcast. And we are just going to spend some time together. We'll also take a moment out to breathe. Well, in segment one today, we want to talk about negative input or criticism, challenges, difficulties. And we'll talk about both why we criticize and what it means when we just replay that that criticism or that harsh word in our head all the time. Um, so story time, right? Uh, you know, I'm starting something new here. This this podcast is something that's just kind of been on my heart and my mind for a while. And I've thought, well, what a better way, a better time. I'm, um, I'm in a new phase of my life. I'm going to school. I'm doing some different things. And it's time to get some of the things that have been in me out. And uh, I'm sure that you have faced moments like that where it's just like, you know what? The world needs to hear this. The world needs to have this moment. And so, um, so I'm, first of all, just as an aside in parentheses here, I want to thank those of you who have um, supported and encouraged this work. And it means so much to me. There are so many voices of encouragement and pride and walking arm in arm that I have heard. And so what a blessing. Um, You just, you're incredible people. And uh, for those of you who are new here, you must understand that the people I come in contact with, my friends, my connections, they are the best in the world. You'll never have better. So don't even try. Uh, but I would love to have you in my friend group as well. Uh, so so I just really like to brag on this circle of friends that I have around me, whether you're in the, the nearest circle or you're in, you know, circle five or what have you, um, and we only connect on Facebook or something. I just have the best friends, and so I'm very proud of that. But every once in a while, and especially when you put yourself out there into the world, whether it's, um, you know, a Instagram, Facebook post, social media type of thing, or, you know, it used to be just, just putting yourself out there, standing up in front of your classroom and giving a speech. Um, there's always going to be a voice of criticism, a challenging voice that's going to put a thought in your head that is going to take up way more space, time, energy, than it ever should. So think of it this way. If you're hearing a hundred voices that are saying, way to go, I am so proud of you. You are doing an incredible, incredible work. And we're just, I'm thankful for you. But you hear one person that says, I've heard better. What gets the biggest voice? And for whatever reason, that one voice, eh, 
I've heard better, goes on in your brain as if it was the loudest, the most important, the hugest voice in the room, the person to whom you owe everything. And though just the one person you want to be proud of you is saying, eh, I've heard better. Why is it that gets, it's, it's, it's that, it's that high, sharp, pitched white noise that carries through everything. And every time you think about, okay, it's time to make, for me, episode two. I hear that I've heard better and I think, how did I disappoint you? How did I let you down? What is it? And so my goal is to serve them. And the only way I can figure out how to serve that loud critic is to shut myself down. Wow. Is it right to allow them to have that much control? Okay, so let's get into what is criticism. For the person who gives it, criticism is a defense. So if you find yourself in your heart and your spirit being critical, It's because you are trying to protect yourself. If I Google it, and I think it's from Psychology Today, it says we don't criticize because we disagree with a behavior, an attitude, or an action. It says we criticize because we somehow feel devalued by that behavior and attitude. And can I just stretch this out one more one more little level, it's because we have things within us that we are not accomplishing or we're not doing. And when we see someone else rise up and do it, it's a perceived threat. And therefore, it's easier to say, I mean, that video was okay, but I mean, I wouldn't have chosen those clothes. Right? Do you hear the pride, the arrogance, and that criticism? And if you grew up in a critical home, you can relate, right? You hear those voices. And even if it came from your parents, and now as an adult, you say, What were they trying? What was the challenge there? Um, you know, so, so it's just something to think about. The person who gives criticism. It's an easy form of ego defense, right? So um, I have challenged myself because, again, social media, very loud, very prominent. We see it all the time. And I have challenged myself that when I feel that critical twinge to just say, wait a second, what have they offered me? What have I benefited from this? Maybe it's laughter. Maybe it's, you know, some kind of a realization or an aha moment. But really, is my critical spirit going to help in any way? No. And worse yet, it's within me. So then I also have to look and say, why am I feeling this way? What is it that I'm trying to protect? Hmm. So take a moment there. 
When you feel that critical spirit rise up within you, what is it you're trying to protect? Is it your thoughts, your ideas, your dreams and goals? Do you somehow see yourself in that person and think, and and really in the deepest core of yourself, realize that there's some connection And maybe that connection has uttered some fear inside you and you think, I don't want to be like that, whatever that is. And so you feel that critical defense mechanism because it's right on the surface. It's very easy. We see criticism every single day. My word, it is in our, it's in our DNA in America, I'm sad to say, but it's true. We see it you know, when we watch a political debate. And it's not just the debate part, because that's healthy. But it's the putting down of one another's character. The insulting of a decision or an issue or a way something happened. And so criticism is quite easy for us to attain, because we just see it all the time. It's, it's modeled before us. And when something is modeled before us, well, heck, I can do that. No problem. <laughs> Uh, Now let's go back to on the receiving side. And so, you know, right, I'm putting myself out here. I know that episode one had its flaws. It had its pauses. It had its ups and downs. um, But I had decided I had a goal. And my goal was on Tuesday, November 7th to launch. And I hadn't learned enough yet. I hadn't learned how to add this amazing music bed in the background. But now I have. So I'm getting better one step at a time. But here's the thing. There was one voice that said, eh, I've heard better. And that voice has resonated and almost stopped me from creating episode number two. So just think for a moment, is there a time that's happened to you and you just constantly hear that critical voice over and again repeating itself and resounding and and it almost feels like it is driving your life. All of your behaviors, all of your actions now will be because I completely have to change, better, improve Make this perfect before I can do it again. Us replaying that and giving that critical voice, here's the funny part. And it's not funny, ha huh? You know it's not going to be funny, ha huh? The funny part is that replaying is also a defense mix. It, it's because we feel a threat. Okay. In coming days, we're going to get into real threats versus perceived threats because, well, quite honestly, that's the place I'm at in my mental health journey, okay? And I am certain I'm going to learn a lot in the coming days. But whether it's a real threat or a perceived threat is not not the content for this portion of the episode, This portion of the episode, I just want to say, 
that somehow or another we feel threatened. And it's not the replaying of it that is protecting us. It's the replaying of it that is reminding us of the threat. If you feel threatened, what do you do? You typically get into a corner and you quiet yourself. But if something comes at you while you're in that corner, you will bark, fight, beat, do whatever you need to do to get out of that space. So how can you rewire? And can you? Can we rewire those criticisms that come at us to sound more like spaces that we evaluate? We take a moment and we say, okay, I've heard better. Do you know what the truth is, friends? I've heard better too. I've heard a lot better. I listen to amazing people on podcasts. I listen to professional and put together people. Holy cow. Okay, truth, I have been listening to Brene Brown lately. And there are just so many things that she says that I'm like, wow, that's good. But if I go back and I listen to her early stuff, you know what? I've heard better. (laughs) But here's the thing. It didn't stop her. She didn't stop. She just kept creating, kept learning, kept moving forward, kept educating herself. Whether you like her or not, she is an excellent presenter. She delivers things well. She delivers things with excellence. So trust those criticisms that are in your inner circle that will not just criticize you. That's not what it is. And, you know, in the 80s and 90s, we used constructive criticism to make it sound like it was welcoming. Criticism is hard to hear. It's hard to hear. In the, you know, in the last 10, 15 years, they've started saying, protect every criticism with a compliment on one side and a compliment on the other side. That's just like an Oreo cookie. Well, that's easier and more palatable. But if somebody on my inner circle says to me, Trisha, you know, when you said this, I heard it as that, and I'm not sure that's what you intended. That I can say, oh, yep, I can see where you saw that. Thank you so much for bringing it to my attention. And I can develop some education surrounding that, right? That is really, truly constructive criticism, where we can have a real honest conversation about something. But someone with just an ego that they're trying to defend is going to say, I've heard better. The truth of the matter is I have too. I don't know that I will ever be the best podcaster, but I know that I have a word that needs to get out into the world today. Whatever word it is that you need to get out into the world today, I just support you. I encourage you. I'm holding you up. Let me know how I can lift your arms toward the victory line. And I'm serious. Email me, text me, let me know how I can help you get to the finish line, at least of goal number one, whatever that might be. In a moment, I'm going to talk to you about some resources for mental health, and I hope you'll stick around. Oh, I got to push the button.
while we take this little break here, let's take a time to breathe together. And for today's breathing exercise, I'm gonna ask you to take the deepest breath into your lungs and into your stomach, as deep as you can. Don't worry, we're not gonna hold it, just breathe. So you can almost feel your entire body, including your toes, fill up with air. And then exhale all the way out, all the way until you can feel your belly button touch your back and every ounce of you is airless. And now breathe in again and take a deep refreshing breath. And this time stretch your arms out and your legs out. Whether you're sitting or standing, just stretch. Oh, that feels good. Oh, wonderful. And take an exhale. Mm, and bring yourself back to normal, Whether again, whether you're sitting or standing. And just recapture your regular breath cadence. Sometimes it's just so good to pause. Just to pause and take a minute. Oh, I like this music thing. Welcome back for section two of episode two of Breathe the Podcast. I'm Trisha, I'm your host. And what a joy and pleasure it is to have you hang out with me. Now, back when I was formulating this whole concept for what is this podcast going to look like? Who is it going to serve? The, the pounding and beating of my heart was truly this space of mental health care. How do we navigate it? I mean, in case you're not aware, we're in a community, um, and, and I mean, our whole entire country is in this space where those who need mental health care resources and professionals outnumber the people who are licensed and educated in order to hold that space, professionals in the mental health care field, by a minimum of 300 to 1. In the state of Michigan, the number is 300 to 1. If you go out to Nevada, the number of people who need mental health care compared to the number of people in the profession is almost 900 people in need to one professional. How on earth are we going to overcome this desperate need? Well, that's one of the reasons that I had determined to put things in order so that I could go to school and complete my degree so that I can be a part of the solution. I'm not telling you you need to do that, but some of you, that's going to resonate with you and you're going to say yes. And I want you to know that there are bills on the Senate floor that are looking toward helping that um, whole process of helpers become easier. So yay for that. There's some progress out there. We're very excited about that. But meanwhile, we've got some disconnects here. So one thing is, (laughs) 
And if I, let me just take you through this little journey, right? right? So it's a Friday night and you're home and you're by yourself and everything's okay. Nothing's exciting. Nothing's bad. It's just okay. But maybe in your head, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. And you go to sleep, maybe at 6.30, because right now it's also midnight at 6.30 p.m. And uh, you wake up and things aren't better. And it's not that things are bad. They're just not better. Just blah. You don't have anything to look forward to, maybe. Um, Eventually, when you recognize that pattern over and over again, you say, you know what? I need some help. And let's just say, uh, let's call this person Steve. Steve needs some help. And Steve thinks, you know what? I am going to put myself out there and I'm going to call a therapist office and see if I can get some help. And Steve keeps that in mind for three months because that's what we do. We put off the things that are going to help us. Eventually, Steve looks up on online and finds a phone number and clicks that button and is met with a receptionist, right? A business office manager who is going to help Steve get the help that he needs from a mental health professional. It's, it's how easy it is. But remember, Steve waited a while. <laughs> um, in today's world, it could take up to, you know, sometimes they don't schedule you for two to three months. So first of all, I want to say that if you're struggling with anxiety, depression, anger, a million different emotions that you have that you feel like you're stuck in. If you're just stuck, pick up the phone because it could take some time. It could also take three days. I want to give you hope if you've been in that cycle where you've called and it's been like, oh, three months. Um, I was so fortunate that when I called on January 1st of this year, I was in seeing someone three days later. It happens. I know. For me, it was an absolute miracle. But it happens. So don't put off calling. This is, this is your sign. If you were looking for a sign, should I call to get the help that I need? Here's the sign. Yes, call. Call. You might think, well, I don't have it as bad as some. You know what? It doesn't matter. Call. Call. Have that conversation with somebody in the mental health profession to help you navigate and identify and maybe seeing them once every two weeks or once a month or something like that is absolutely fine. Or maybe you're in a situation where right now you need to go once a week or twice a week even. There's nothing wrong with that. Friend, honor yourself enough to get the help that you need. Please call. Make the call. What other resources are there for mental health? So look online. Um, one of the things that I hope to have 
in my developing website is a space where you can look and see all of the local mental health facilities, or at least many of them, what insurance they offer, how they will receive you when they call, um, maybe even some, some, I would love to have, do you know what I'd love to have? I'd love to have videos that take you into an office. Because I think, first of all, the biggest challenge is making the call. The biggest challenge before that is identifying that, wow, things, things are real tough for me right now and asking for help. We have a huge problem asking for help. So once you do that, once you realize that, honor yourself. Trust me, it's not out of the way. It's not, it's not inconveniencing any other person. I know, I know some of you who are laughing right now, and you have every right to do so because of the way that I've approached this. But anyway, regardless, those are my inner circle people, okay? Um, Some of you just need to call and get the help that you need, okay? I encourage you to do that. So there there are coaches, there are counselors, there are therapists, there are psychologists and psychiatrists, there are people who want to help you, that chose to go into that profession to offer others help and hope. So resource number one is you. Recognize what's in you. Make the call. Ask the question, do you even take my insurance? I don't have insurance. How much is this going to cost? Be prepared. I mean, there's, there's a cost to it, right? But there are ways you can get help. Hey, for those of you who are on Medicare and Medicaid, you may not know this, but also the government is, as a matter of fact, Debbie Stabenow put a bill forward that will allow ease of people in, those, in that insurance system, Medicare and Medicaid, to help ease your way to getting mental health provision. So many things are happening in this world right now. Um, I just don't want you to miss out because you think it was like it was 30 years ago. No, we're removing stigma. We're having the conversations and we're getting people the help that they need. I'd like to thank you again for joining me for today's episode two season one episode two of breathe the podcast hey what do you need what answer what question do you have that you need the answer to is there something you're struggling with i would love to hear from you please let me know what topic we can cover that's going to help you in the best way we've got a lot of time to spend together as long as we want as long as you're here So far, it's going to be every Tuesday that we're going to launch a new episode. Hey, thank you for joining me again on Breathe, the podcast. It is my pleasure to work with you and for you and just um, get whatever is in me out. So thanks for listening. Have a beautiful day.